Hello, hello, hello. I'm Spencer Baker. This is David Irvin. And you're listening to The Sightcast, the show that's good for your mind, good for your life, and everything in between. Uh, this is a new podcast we're starting up for the Bryan College Radio Club. Uh, a couple of concerned psychology students who want to look out for you, your life, and the things that you care about. It's probably going to be a show that we're going to put out maybe uh, twice, a, twice a month whenever yeah. we come up with interesting yeah. topics for you that we can share with you. So uh, today's topic is stress. None of you know anything about that now, do you? Yeah. <laughs> That's so. kind of why we uh, picked it is because uh, we know that all college students deal with stress and, you know, everybody's stressed out. Everybody needs an escape from that stress. And so that's kind of what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. So this is this podcast, the idea behind it is that uh, a lot of you have a lot of notions about what psychology is. Maybe maybe you have a lot of uh, misconceptions about it. Uh, psychology is intensely practical. It's the application of what we know about behavior, what we know about the mind, and those things can make your life a whole lot easier, especially Mm -hmm. in the topic of stress. Mm -hmm. That's one of the main reasons I got into psychology in the first place is because it's so helpful and it will expand uh, to help you out in your life and to help you uh, make better decisions about how to deal with stress, how to manage uh, your levels of stress, and make yourself more productive. Yeah, that's kind of why I got into it as well. I really just wanted to help people, and I honestly think this is one of the more practical ways you can help somebody is learn how they work. Like, you know, um, who was it that said, know thyself, you know? Thyself. If you if you understand mm-hmm. who you are and you understand how you're thinking and, like, not just your personality, but, like, if you understand uh, how your brain works and how you think, then you're, uh, it's a lot easier for you to actually effectively fix your problems. Mm-hmm. That know thyself. It was written above the gates, the Oracle of Delphi. Yeah, that's what this it was. This comes yeah. all the way back from the beginning of even philosophy before psychology mm-hmm. was a science. Mm-hmm. People understood the importance of knowing themselves to actually live an effective and good life. Yeah. So jumping a little bit into stress, uh, David, what are some uh, ways that you experience stress in your life? Um, well, uh, there's there's two basic kinds of stress. There's you stress, and then there's you know mm-hmm. bad stress. Yeah. And so. Um, you stress is basically just anything. Anything that's in your life is it's stimulation. So any mm-hmm. stimulation will, um, you know, it'll affect your body and it'll make you, um, it, it'll wear you out. It, no matter if it's a good thing or not. Mm-hmm. You know, you get right. tired after you play a baseball game, even if you like baseball. So, um, I mean, a major stressor for me is I have a girlfriend. That's not really a negative stressor, but it is a stressor. You're <laughs> so, right. You're right. Um, school is also a stressor, which uh, usually is a lot more negative. But I also did choose this path. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, school and just trying to juggle all my activities. Right. Yeah. Uh, a big misconception people have is that stress is necessarily bad. When in yeah. fact, no stress in your life will actually leave you in a much worse place than mm-hmm. having a proper level of mm-hmm. stress. Uh, getting married. Getting married is really stressful, but it's, I hear it's pretty much worth it, <laughs> usually. But whenever we talk about stress, we're usually talking about bad stress, being yeah. overstressed yeah. or at least not managing it well. A lot of people, their problem is not that they have too many things causing them stress, but they don't have good uh, tools and effective methods of dealing with the stress that they experience. Yeah. Um, something interesting to note is that you can actually have depression from not having any stress. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's been several studies done on the effectiveness of you know, retiring and not doing anything right, and right. <clears throat> the mortality rate thereof, you know, uh, it's been shown that pretty much if you don't um, engage, if you don't do anything that's stressful or causes your body mm-hmm. to want to live, then it starts dying off and mm-hmm. you start becoming depressed and you start, you know, spiraling downward. So right. 
I think yeah. it's uh, the whole the whole concept of stress is something we're very familiar with as college mm-hmm. students. We tend to put it in a box, though. We think, okay, I get anxious whenever I have too much to do. When in reality, stress can be behind a lot of the other negative symptoms in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the other symptoms of stress are irritability. You get a lot angrier when you're under stress. Being argumentative or defensive, um, you're much less capable of controlling your emotions whenever you're always on edge. Mm-hmm. It can lead to trouble with sleeping. It can lead you, leave you feeling uninspired. You might even have different difficulty concentrating. Some of you... Uh, my brother has, whenever he experiences stress, his jaw muscles will tighten up. You're, there's a physiological reaction. Whenever your, your brain is stressed, it tells your body that it should be stressed too. And it can lead to things like headaches. It can lead you to, uh, like I said, sleep problems, all kinds of other physiological problems to go along with what's going on in your head. So a little bit more into the function functionality of like your body under stress. Um, you essentially have... Uh, there's two systems in your body. There's the automatic and the non-automatic nervous system. Um, obviously, we control what we think, and so mm-hmm. that's you know not automatic. And then automatic, you have um, parasympathetic and sympathetic, and uh, essentially those two functions they either try and cool you off or heat you up. You know, mm-hmm. they're trying to either calm you down or activate your fight or flight. So when you start to be stressed, um, you begin to release. Uh, you begin to release adrenaline. And adrenaline works for a little bit of time. It works for, uh, is it an hour at most, I believe? Usually just about. Yeah, it works for about an hour. But if something stressful happens for longer than an hour, you begin to release cortisol, which is kind of deadly. That's the bad stuff. Um, It can be useful to your body. It Actually, it's one of the things that helps you wake up in the Mm. morning. Um, but cortisol can be really, really bad for your body. It, it's it been very, uh, the biggest thing it's been linked to is heart disease and hypertension. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also been linked to other things like inflammation, you know, which causes obesity and causes mm-hmm. diabetes um, and also can cause cancer. So um, a big thing with it is that uh, what's really interesting is normally your body would just send you adrenaline when you're being chased by a lion. That's when, what it's designed for. It's designed for when you need to get out of a situation or you need to fight out of a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but our body um, acts like we're being attacked by a lion when we're in traffic. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> because of our situation, because of modern times, we have higher stress. And people act like other people in the past had it harder, but they weren't as concerned about existential questions. You know, mm-hmm. we were more concerned with uh, surviving more so. And so um, we, we have the highest stress levels of any generation, really. And uh, which is interesting. Interesting. Right. You, that's not what you'd expect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm not having any commentary on how like hard we work or anything. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that this generation is harder. Those working. dang millennials. It's actually almost a function of not working as hard because mm-hmm. we have leisure. Because we have machines that do stuff for us, we get stuck in situations where we're in lines. We get stuck in situations where we have to wait. We get stuck in situations where we have a lot to do. We, mm-hmm. you know, It's a lot of different situations that uh, come from our modern age. I think one of the major problems with the modern age is that we, in general, tend to be less connected to each other. Mm-hmm. And that one of the major ways of dealing with stress is having those outlets where you can let stress out, where you can get support for your stress, mm-hmm. which is what the big thing we want to talk about today is not just leaving you with stress is bad for you, <laughs> yeah. but that we all have tools. There's mm-hmm. been more research done today than ever before on how we can deal with it. Yeah, um, You're not helpless in the face of your stress. 
whatever is stressing you out, whatever is difficult for you, you're not helpless there. Yeah. There are ways that you can uh, deal with it yourself, coping strategies that allow you to um, get beyond whatever's trying to drag you down, get beyond those uh, stressful situations, get beyond those stressors, and to live a much more fulfilled and much happier life mm-hmm. without feeling like you want to rip your hair out all the time. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. Um so, like, some of those ways that we can take care of this. Uh, just some things that are, like, very basic, very, like, life-oriented opposed to, like, strategies to immediately relieve stress. Um, I, I found online uh, four A's of, uh, of reducing stress. And uh, these four A's are pretty general to a, uh, a what we like to call in uh, psychology a cognitive behavioral therapy. I love that therapy. <laughs> It's essentially uh, what cognitive behavioral is, is that um, it essentially uh, intends to um, look at your actions, look at your environment and look at your behavior and and all of that together. So looking at your thoughts, your actions and behavior, I mean, (laughs) sorry, and uh, environment. Um, And so uh, these four A's are avoid, alter, adapt and accept. Um, when we're talking about avoid, this isn't you stuffing your problems down and getting rid of them. This is more actively trying to get away from stressors that you don't have to deal with. So this sometimes if you're a workaholic, this is saying no. This is, you know, telling people no, not taking on projects that you don't need to do. Um, Another thing is uh, avoiding people that stress you out. You know, Mm -hmm. that may seem unkind. Uh, You don't have to do it in an unkind way. You can be You know, some people just aren't good for you. That's just how life is. Um, And uh, honestly, to avoid them, you don't have to uh, be mean to them. You can just simply say like, hey, I don't want to hang out, you know, at this time or whatever. Um, It doesn't have to be mean. Um, Another thing is to simplify your to-do list. This is to um, take the stuff that you have, um, Set it out where you can actually do it. Set it out in a a manner that you can actually do. So, like, not trying to put uh, things in a box that they won't fit. So, if you have to uh, clean your entire house in one day, I wouldn't say that I would be able to do that in an hour, mm-hmm. right? It's just not going to happen. That's just that's just an unrealistic goal, and it's going to stress you out because you can't do that. Um, you need to you need to make it fit, you know, whatever situation you're in. Because sometimes we can't do all the things we need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I this is really hard thing to uh, take into consideration. But some of you out there uh, really think that you need to do every single piece of homework that you have. I'm not condoning not doing your homework. Naughty, I'm saying, naughty. I'm saying like if you have a 50 page paper or something, which I don't know what class you're gonna get a 50 page <laughs> paper in, and you have three little assignments besides that. It's okay to let the three little assignments go. You know, you need to do what needs to be done. And uh, that's kind of what uh, avoiding things is. It's like you can you can take yourself out of a situation. Uh, the next A is to alter. Um, this is essentially addressing your behavior. This is saying like um, a lot of people do not express themselves when they're stressed out. They close up. And uh, it, it's really not healthy. A lot of times you need to express yourself. You need that cathartic experience. Not that you need to beat up on people or like you need to get angry and go off on people. It's more like you need to express how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Because if you're just holding it inside, you won't be able to... Here's the thing with your brain. Um, there's a good amount of study that shows that you have a right brain and a left brain. One side deals with more um, emotional things and the other side deals with more logical things. And you can actually, uh, you can actually be communicating, you know, like 
saying things that are like, hey, I'm okay. And like, I understand how this works out. But if if you have kind of a dysfunctional like communication between the two, your emotions might not meet that logical understanding. And you might really understand something, but that doesn't mean you feel that way. And so a lot of that is like expressing your feelings, like really letting your emotion come out in your voice and, you know, maybe talking to somebody, having a safe place to talk to somebody. Um, you also have to be willing to compromise. Uh, I, if there's one thing I know about myself, it's that I'm imperfect. And so everything that I want that I think is perfect isn't really perfect. I have to be willing to compromise. Not really in, I wouldn't say in your faith or anything like that, but you do need to be willing to compromise so that um, things won't stress you out that you cannot handle. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing is balance. Uh, This is kind of like saying no to things and avoiding things. Uh, But balance is more like sometimes you have to uh, just put things in their place and kind of let them be in that place. You know, there's a time to be sad. There's a time to be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes you need to cry, and it's okay to balance that. It's okay to have that in proportions in different places. But it's also okay to be happy even in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. you got to have balance. Like, yeah. even in a funeral, there's times to laugh, you know. Um, another thing, uh, another A, is to adapt. Um, the big part of this is looking at a different perspective, you know. Uh, trying to see the big picture instead of looking at the minute details. I know some people out there suffer with OCD or just even being too particular. And a lot of times that has to do with looking at the trees instead of the forest. Uh, And so trying to see the big picture will really help you understand because things aren't hopeless. There's many, many paths things can go down and things will be okay. Um, uh, This is a weird one, and a lot of people might take this offensively almost, but changing your standards if you have that perfectionist standard, uh, changing your standards to like, I know this is weird, but like even lowering them, mm-hmm. it's okay to lower your standards sometimes because, you know, if you misspell a word in your paper and you forgot about that, that's okay. <laughs> Beating you know? yourself up, up over that word yeah. is not going to help you. Yep. It's not going to help your friends or the people around you. If your standards are too high, it's okay to lower them. Yeah. If it's just causing you stress, it's definitely not worth it. Because it's okay to have high standards and have really big goals. But r- more what I'm getting at is realistic standards. Mm-hmm. You will you will never supersede your own abilities. A lot of mm-hmm. us have an idea of where we should be, and we can work towards that. Yeah. But inevitably, you will sh- fall short of your ideal self. Yeah. And that's where, that's where reality comes in. Yeah. Being realistic is much better than having unrealistic goals mm-hmm. and ending up stressed out about them. And that doesn't negate the fact that you still have those goals, but it means that you're able to accept whenever you don't reach them. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, And the last A is accept. Um, We just can't control everything. We got to let things go sometimes. Like, uh, you know, things just happen. Sometimes your professor is ridiculous. It's just how it is. Um, We can't really change that. Uh, And a big thing with this is looking for the good things and the negative. It's really easy to see the negative. And it's not like we should ignore the the negative. But going back to that balance, it's okay to see the positive. Mm -hmm. We should look for the positive sometimes. Um, And uh, we should also forgive. Like part of accepting is forgiving. You know, the Bible definitely preaches Mm -hmm. forgiveness. Um, And that's pretty important. I I think we all need to forgive things. And uh, yeah. I, I think a part of uh, the whole accepting is also being thankful. Um, they listed that under adapting, but I, I feel like being thankful is a part of accepting things. Yeah. Like, 
being thankful is realizing that, uh, you know, the world isn't all bad and that even though these bad things are happening, you have plenty of things that are awesome and going yes. well for you. I think uh, forgiveness has two sides. One, if you are holding a grudge against someone, that is one of the biggest long-term stressful things you can hold because mm-hmm. it will create long-term stress, mm-hmm. chronic stress in many cases. A lot of people who suffer from depression or uh, long-term or uh, disorders, uh, a lot of that is fueled by unforgiveness, mm-hmm. which is a very difficult thing to work through, but it is a major source of unnecessary stress. Mm-hmm. The other side of forgiveness is forgiving yourself. Yeah, Because when you do have high standards and you don't reach them, then you have that sense of, I'm not good enough, I'm not where I need to be, and you hold a grudge against yourself in a way. And learning to let that go is one of the most freeing things you can experience. That's one of the ways that psychology has discover the things that God told us a long time ago about finding our identity in Christ, about what we've been told about who we are. Um, Psychology has discovered the amazing personal benefits of that that we as Christians have known all along. Yeah, yeah. Um, And the last thing under accept, uh, it's kind of interesting because it seems like I said this before, but to share honestly your feelings. Um, This isn't really about just like expressing yourself. This is more about like, there's something uh, about like being honest about your feelings, like actually not only expressing yourself, but expressing yourself honestly. That's almost accepting yourself, saying something out loud. Um, we don't like to have things that we do that don't match up with what we think. And so saying something out loud almost forces your brain to accept that this is who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you just can't do something, you just can't do it. And like, uh, it, you know, like being honest about that, if you are angry at this person and we all know that the Bible says not to store up wrath against people, but it also says it's okay to be angry. So, I mean, you can honestly, you can come out and say, I'm angry about this. You may have some like restrictions in your own head, but that's just going to cause you stress. And so like honestly sharing, like being honest about your emotions, it's very important to accepting things. And we're just we're about to get into some uh, proven coping strategies that will help with stress. Mm-hmm. Um, don't negate the power of someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the major things in dealing with stress is that it's always easier with someone else. It is never fun to suffer alone, but suffering together, I can get behind that. <laughs> the thing about it is that uh, we we naturally were made to share stress with others and to help each other with the stressful things we are going through. It's easier to write a 10-page paper the night before when you're with <laughs> one of your friends rather than if you're the only one who has to do it and yeah. your friends are off having fun. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest lies we tell ourselves is that no one is going to listen, mm-hmm. uh, when in reality you most certainly have someone in your life who you can go to uh, to talk to. Hey, if you don't can't think of anyone else, hunt me down. Yeah. There's always someone who's willing to listen to you and willing to give you an outlet to help deal with your stress. Every single one of you guys has our email. So it, mm-hmm. honestly, if you need to say a quick word or something, we're here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, David, let's start off onto some of the things we prepared for uh, the coping strategies. Okay. Some proven, scientifically-backed coping strategies that people have been trying out that have shown to be very effective in dealing with stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big thing that uh, in a Christian community like ours, uh, a lot of people don't like is the idea of mindfulness. And you may not recognize it as mindfulness. You may recognize it as meditation. Ooh. That's kind of a buzzword. Get behind me, Satan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. um, 
a lot of people think that meditation is almost like praying to Allah or something mm-hmm. like, <laughs> you know, but it's it's really not. Um, and especially in a psychological situation, um, meditation is actually uh, this was an interesting thing. I, I learned at the Christian counselors conference that me and Spencer both went to is that meditation and the uh, cognitive behavioral uh, frame is actually kind of against Buddhist religion and Hindu mm-hmm. religion. Um, they honestly don't like it. They act like it is a, uh, it, it, it's like taking their thing and making it something different. And uh, what's interesting is it really actually lines up with the biblical understanding. God says, I mean, well, the Bible says in Psalms 119, 15 through 16 to meditate on what is good and, you know, mm-hmm. know his precepts. Uh, and so essentially what meditation in a mindfulness uh you know, framework in a, uh, a CBT framework is more to do with uh, clearing your mind of the bad things and thinking through things in a very like methodical, slow way that can help your, not only just your logic, but your emotions as well. Uh, a lot of your body uh, is, is more physical than you think. Your mind is more physical than you think. Uh, if you just even take 10 minutes to just take deep breaths, or if you just take five deep breaths, it will actually help your emotions. It'll actually relieve your stress. And so a lot of this meditation is trying to combine the whole mind and body aspect. I'm not saying you don't have a soul. You definitely have a soul and, you know, it's definitely in a way separate. But what I'm saying is like one affects the mm-hmm. other. Um, and so uh, it, a lot of the idea with this is that we're not just relaxing and we're not just clearing our mind of everything and trying to become one with the universe or something. We're not trying to not become ourselves. That's that's not what we're doing here. We're not praying to some Eastern God. That's not what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. More of what we're doing here is trying to be mindful, understanding our own thoughts and uh, capturing them. You know, uh, we're meant to capture our own thoughts and, you know, think on what is good. You know, that's what the Bible says. And so I, I think this is a very good way to do that. Uh, one other strategy that I've practiced before with some of my friends and looked into is called progressive muscle relaxation. Uh, piggybacking off of something that David said, your mind and body are connected. So whenever your mind is stressed, when your mind is telling your when your mind is telling you I'm stressed, it's also going to tell your body that you should be stressed. Mm-hmm. And whenever you get stressed, there's tension. Mm-hmm. You felt it. Uh, tight shoulders, uh, tight muscles, uh, aches, maybe cramps, pain. Uh, one of the ways that uh, stress affects you is it affects you physically. Mm-hmm. And the technique of progressive muscle relaxation is an exercise that relaxes your mind and your body by progressively tensing and then relaxing different muscle groups. So you can stress is something you can visualize. You can put it in a particular part of your body. You can tense up your fist, you can ball up your fist, and you can think, all my stress is right here, mm-hmm. and then you can let it go. And guess what? It works the other way. When your body is relaxed, it tells your mind also to be relaxed. Mm-hmm. So if you go through exercises to relax your body, even something as simple as stretching, stretching relaxes the body, and as a result, tells your mind it also should relax. Mm-hmm. You can combine things like deep breathing exercises with progressive muscle mm-hmm. relaxation uh, to increase its effectiveness. And then using that time where you're just kind of being still and focusing on one particular thing, combining with the time that you are tensing and then relaxing your body. That will be very effective in slowing down, pushing the stressors out of your mind, and kind of putting them in perspective. 
at the same time telling your brain it's time to relax. Yeah. Um, I, when I usually, I, I meditate, full discretion, I, I meditate. Um, usually what I will do is I'll take a Bible passage and I'll make sure I know the context well and I'll read through it and I'll find a verse to meditate on. Of course, my big thing is like know the context well because mm-hmm. if you're not like, if you're not meditating on what the thing, what the Bible is actually saying, then you're missing the point. You're a heretic. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, a lot of times I'll do that. And then what I'll start out with is, you know, a quiet situation with my body in a relaxed but straight and postureful situation. So like usually I'll start with my feet flat on the ground, my, my legs spread out shoulder length apart, you know, me leaning back in a chair. I'm sorry, I can't move back nice. in my chair to actually show you. Well, I guess you don't see, but it would you be know. tough to show them anything. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, I usually lean back in my chair. You know, I have my shoulders relaxed, but out how they should be. You know, not not slouched, not way back, um, just kind of in the middle. Um, and uh, yeah, I I usually close my eyes during this because it's a lot easier to focus when you when you don't have that extra stimulus. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll let. Uh, what we're going to do right now is we're going to do a little a miniature uh, muscle relaxation and then uh, a miniature meditation session. So Spencer's going to start with a muscle relaxation and then we'll go from there. Right. So one of the things you can do with progressive muscle relaxation, you can get someone to talk you through it. You can find a video or you can find one of your friends. I've done it with some of my friends. So I'm going to talk through what I would do if I had a friend who was stressed out, how I would talk them through some progressive muscle relaxation. So we're going to start in the legs. I want you to tense up your calves. Get them tight, like as if I'll send the tension there. Feel them. And then I need you to do two things at once. I need you to send all that tension to your your legs, your thighs. So you're going to release all the tension in your calves and send it all to your thighs. Tense them up. Yeah. Feel tight. And then you'll be able to just relax your calves while you do it. Put all the tension there. Okay, you're going to send those to your abs. All the tension from your calves, send them to your abs. Tighten it up. You should be able to feel it. And it should be, yeah, constricted a little bit. Feel the tension. And then just let it all go in your legs. Okay, we need you to send that tension to your shoulders. Tighten up your shoulders. Nothing else. Only focus on your shoulders and just how tight they are. How much tension is in your shoulders. Send it all there. So now it's time to gather up all that energy, all that power, and then send it into your arms. Tense up your biceps. Tense up your arms now. Relax your shoulders. Relax. All the tension left them. All the tension's in your arms now. Okay. All that tension that's in your arms is going to is about to go into your hands. And release it. Release the energy. Send it into your hands. Fists. Make fists. You have a lot of stress. A lot of stress is in your hands now. All the stress from your body. Okay, I'm going to count to three. And then on three, you're going to let it all go. Throw. Imagine you're throwing all the stress out of your body. All the tension is just going to leave. Three, two, one. Take a deep breath. Let it out. And you should feel the relaxation all the way through your body. So all the extra tension that you didn't need just left. You threw it all out. And in that time that you were thinking about tensing and releasing, you weren't thinking about whatever was stressing you out. Take some more deep breaths with it and relax.
Now, um, listen. Just listen to what's around you. You probably hear the whir of an air conditioning or heating unit. You know, maybe some cars outside. Something like that. Just uh, pay attention to everything that's around you. Make sure you're focusing on whatever's out there. Just notice all of it, not just one thing, but all of it. Look at all of it. Well, about yourself, once you've relaxed your muscles, you probably don't have that much stress in your body, but think about what's in your body. And if there's a specific place that is uh, extra stressed out, think about that place. Uh, go to that place. Now that you're in that place, uh, I want you to try and maybe tense it up a little bit. And release. All right. So I want you to think about your situation again. Focus on where you are and what you're doing. You should be relaxed at this point. Now, whatever's been stressing you, what's going on, think about that. Bring it into your mind. But just remember that the place you're in is calm. You have those stressors and they still exist, but the place you're in is calm. Everything that's going on right now, it's not that important. It's not that big of a deal. It will be important, but right now you can just take a break. Whatever's going on, whatever struggles you've had, Whatever's happened in the past, whatever may happen, it's going to be okay. Just think about how all the sounds keep going on, even though you're struggling. There may be, you know, birds chirping, there may be crickets, whatever's around you. There's still things going on, and somehow they didn't depend on you doing that thing, making things happen. You're still okay. It may not feel safe sometimes, but you're safe. In this moment, you're safe. You're relaxed. Now think about your body again. Think about whether there's stress or not. You can tense that area up and release it again if you wish. Just think about what your body's feeling. Think about the ground. Your feet should be planted so it's like your feet feel like they're into the ground, you know? You feel like you're extending into the ground. Now, if you uh, read a verse beforehand, uh, this is usually when I would think on the verse. Think about the meaning of the verse and roll it over in your head. Meditation is usually thinking about something over and over again, meditating on it, you know, sitting on it. All right. You feel everything around you and you see every you hear everything. All right. You can open your eyes. Now shake it out. Shake it out. And you're done. Okay. <coughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> so those are just a, a couple of examples. There are many different ways to deal with stress and a lot of them are very personal. Mm -hmm. Whatever stresses you out, identify it. Tackle it head on. Running from stress usually doesn't work because stress is in your head. You can't run from what's in your head, but you can deal with it. We've yeah. been given so many different tools within our own minds, so many different tools with the people around us. 
and tools like this, like meditation, like mm -hmm. muscle relaxation, some other things, uh, different ways that we can tackle stress head on and get to a place where we're healthy and we're able to deal with it. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I will say about this, both these techniques, uh, over time, they become more and more effective and you can do them quicker and quicker. Mm -hmm. See, that session we did was very short. A lot of times it's easier if you do it in a longer section, like mm -hmm. if you do it over more time. But um, uh, it, eventually you'll get to the point that you can sit down for two minutes and just focus, um, you know, acknowledge your surroundings, acknowledge your body, and uh, acknowledge your thoughts, and just realize that you're safe in that moment. Mm -hmm. And then you'll be okay. Um, very helpful, very helpful. Yeah. Um, but a lot of this stuff, like both muscle relaxation and meditation, you can find resources online. There's free videos on YouTube. There's things called alpha and beta waves that, you know, help you sleep. There's rain sounds, all kinds of things. There's guided mm -hmm. meditation online. Anytime you need something, you can probably look up specific amount of times you have. Like you can probably look up 30-minute guided meditation or 30-minute uh, meditation sounds or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I mean, you can do this all yourself. You can do it with a friend. And, and, you know, a lot of times some people can't uh, do it with friends, but uh, if you need somebody to support you and be there, you can do it with a friend. Yeah. yeah. One thing, uh, speaking of online resources, <laughs> there's a, I don't know what to call it, a phenomenon <laughs> called ASMR. Yeah. If you've ever seen an ASMR video, you know it's pretty weird, but that's because ASMR is something very specific that I wanted to talk about before we left because it's something not a lot of people really understand all that well. ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. It's a response that some people get, only specific people. Uh, I think, I don't know what the exact numbers are on it, but not everyone does experience this particular sensation. But it's usually characterized as a tingling in the back of the neck, as like a slightly pleasurable sensation, and no one really understands it. There hasn't been a lot of research done on it. But there's this a whole host of YouTube videos yeah. that have popped up with people whispering at you yeah. and like making weird random sounds and tapping on things in an effort to trigger these kinds of responses, which work for some people. But what should you think about them? Well, we're here to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ASMR is just that. It's uh, an effort to relax the mind. It's an effort to generate some kind of response in the mind as a result of relaxation. I don't know how many of you have ever been listening to music and experienced chills whenever that song is just right, whenever yeah. it sounds fantastic. That's called frisson, and it's the opposite of ASMR. Frisson comes from excitement, excitement of the mind by listening to music. ASMR attempts to uh, create kind of the same kind of experience, but through relaxation, through extreme relaxation of the mind, through extreme um, like letting go of a lot of stress, and you'll experience, some people will experience the same kind of automatic response as a result yeah um interestingly enough i have actually experienced uh the chills from asmr mm -hmm. i i'm not a really strong believer in asmr but i i do think it's legitimate i um yeah i i've listened to the youtube videos before and one of them actually got me to really calm down and it gave me those goosebumps and those chills mm -hmm. you know um it's it's a really nice feeling and uh Honestly, guys, you should try this because if you are one of those people that it can affect uh, in certain times, it's really nice and it's mm -hmm. very calming. Uh, it's it's really weird. Mm -hmm. it just expect that going into it that it's not going to be something normal. You know, um, it's it's kind of like this, like people talking in the mic like this, and uh, yeah, yeah, just like that. And usually they have 
podcast that they're doing, like, I'm going to break bread right now. I'm kneading the bread. And they're like, I'm going to fold my laundry right now. Yeah, folding the laundry. Fold and it will usually be really like, good. A, like a soft sound. And then maybe like a, a little tap, like a thump. Yeah. You know, usually something with cloth. And it kind of sounds like this. I know this is really weird. And you guys can probably barely hear us right now. Yeah. <laughs> the the big part of anyone who wants to try out ASMR is getting over that initial uncomfortableness. Yeah. The first time I saw it, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> I was very confused, and it made me uncomfortable instead of relaxing me. Yeah. Uh, since then, I've gone back, tried to get, do it non-judgmentally. It still makes me uncomfortable. It doesn't work <laughs> for me, but that's okay. It's not going to work for everyone, but I still appreciate what it can do for some people and the interesting um, things that people are attempting in the area. So it's definitely something worth checking out. Don't write it off the first time you listen to it and you think it's creepy because it's not. It's just a different way to try to produce a reaction in your brain in a way mm -hmm. that can be very effective in calming you down. Because whenever you hear someone whisper, uh, it tells your brain to be calm because clearly they're calm. So it tells your brain, I'm in a safe place. I'm in a calm place. I should calm down too. Yeah. And I mean, what's really interesting about it is People kind of try and say that it's illegitimate. But if you look at like meditation sounds that have mm -hmm. been shown to work, like if you listen to rainfall and you listen to like the seashore, like random animals, you know, making their sounds, you know, all that kind of stuff, that's been shown to help. And so clearly there is a link between stress and sound. It's, it's why we sing lullabies to babies. Uh, and maybe that doesn't elicit the same... Uh, that goosebump response, but uh, it it does have an effect, clearly. Mm -hmm. uh, an interesting thing that I've seen is something called alpha and beta waves. I don't remember which is which, but one is like a singular wave and it, that's at a certain frequency, and then beta waves are like two, uh, two different kinds of waves going at the same time. Mm -hmm. And uh, one helps certain people and one helps the other people, uh, other people. It, it mimics something in your brain, like mm -hmm. when you're asleep. I, right. I don't remember exactly all the research behind it. But uh, some people, it's really atrocious, too. It really hurts their <laughs> ears, actually. Um, so you don't have to try that one. But mm -hmm. for some people, it's really, really effective. I did beta waves for a while, and it was it was semi-effective for me uh, for sleeping. Hey, kid, want to do some beta waves? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'd look into it if you're interested, you know, a lot of times uh, people are in high-stress situations, and uh, especially in college, and we need to find ways to help ourselves because mm. you can't just live life and not try and deal with things. It, right. You know, it, it's like if you think about a screwdriver, right? You need the screwdriver to screw in a screw. But if the screwdriver is broken in half, it's just not going to be as effective. I guess you can probably use the end to, like, put it into the screw to, you know. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> you can make it happen, but it's, like, it's just not as effective. Right. We need to take care of ourselves. I, treat yourself like a tool. I know that's weird to say, but, like. I know I'm a tool. <laughs> but, like, treating yourself as if you are something to be taken care mm -hmm. of. Um, that's very important. Uh, and that may end in you needing counseling. Everybody, at, at some point, everybody needs counseling. It's just the fact of a matter. But not everybody gets counseling. I mean, you know, most people don't get counseling. But at some point in your life, you're probably going to need it. And um, if you're at that place, you know, the school actually has options for that if you need that. Um, but, uh, I mean, if you're not at that place, if you don't feel comfortable with it, I, I completely understand. If you're shy, I, I understand that. Uh, there's these options we've given you. So 
just take that into consideration. Okay, thank you so much. Well, that's about all the time we have for today. Uh, today we talked about stress, uh, the symptoms, good stress and bad stress, and what we can do about it. We talked through coping strategies, gave you a little example of the kind of strategies we could use. If you have any questions or if you have anything you want to hear on the show in upcoming episodes, mm -hmm. just let us know. Shoot us an email. Talk to us in person. We're always happy to give you what you want. We want this podcast to be intensely practical for you and your yeah. life. Uh, in summary, you can deal with stress. It's not going to kill you. Yep. And if it tries, you can fight back. <laughs> okay. My name's Spencer Baker. Um, a quick note before we end. Oh, Sorry. We're not uh, done. <laughs> Sorry. David, finish it. A quick it. note. Uh, <laughs> we're going to try and set something up where you guys can send your questions in uh, so that you can actually, you know, talk to us or whatever you need to do. Uh, I believe it'll be through our Instagram. Uh, I believe we have a Twitter as well. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, it, it, look that up. We're working on getting a Facebook page. Uh, yeah, just send your questions in to us however you can find you can specifically send them to us at our Brian accounts if you want, uh, and we'll we'll try and answer them. We'll try and get through as many as we can. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, it's been a good show today. Yeah. Thank you all for tuning in. We love you to see your wonderful faces, if we could. <laughs> so once again, Spencer Baker with David my pal Irvin. David Irvin, yep. and this has been The Sightcast. The opinions expressed in this show are not those of professionals and should not be taken as official medical or psychiatric advice or suggestion. The Sightcast is a product of WJBC The Roar. Visit us at wjbctheroar.podbean.com and contact us at wjbcradio at brian.edu. Thank you.